guys, welcome to Rage Talk, my weekly show where I sit here in the office, drink caffeine, and talk about random things. This week, we are back in the office as a team for the first time in over a year. I am sharing my most used emojis and also for sure using them wrong and telling you about whether or not you should go see Cruella. Yeah? Just jump in. Just jump on in, okay? Let's jump into the fact that for the first time in over a year, there's a group of people in an office here, which is real exciting. You know, did Cameron arrange for, like, bagels or something to celebrate exciting? Because everyone's like, no, no, no. But (laughs) we're here for the first time since March of 2020, which feels bananas. Bananas could have been a thing that you could have, you know, done celebratory, but you didn't, you didn't. So, banana bread. (laughs) (laughs) You're a baker, you could have made that happen for us. But I'm excited is what I'm saying. I'm excited to be here, I'm excited to be back. It's just gonna take me a minute. It's gonna take me a minute. I'm trying to let the caffeine hit my system. I didn't sleep very well last night, Jack, is the problem. Um, It was raining, thunder, lightning, which in Texas, it's pretty intense. So um, I stayed up a lot longer than I would have wanted to. And then I did the thing that I never want to do, but we'll do in an emergency. Take a melatonin. Right. And I do, how do you feel about melatonin? I love it. Do you? Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. That can't be good for you every night. Probably wants the title. <laughs> so it works, but it will make me so groggy the next day, which is why I'm like, what's even happening? Just here, holding this saucer. You ever have that feeling Were you not sure if you were awake or still dreaming? Mm, All the time. It's called melatonin. It's the only way to fly. (laughs) We're already back to this award-winning program that I do so well. Did I fall asleep at like 2 a.m.? Probably. Did I wake up at 5 a.m.? Yes, I did. Um, Because it doesn't matter what happens in the fall asleep time. It only happens... Nope. It really matters to me what the morning routine is. What's your morning routine, Jack? Tell, walk me through it. Oh, okay, what time do you wake up on average? Well, 8.45. No. Then, um, that, you're lying to me right now. You're lying to my face. You wake up at 8.45. I mean, you can if you want. You're a grown-up. Well, I had to come to work today. So right. Today you're in the office. To oh. <laughs> so, okay, wait. Time's removed. You get up. Get up. Get up naturally or with an alarm clock? Uh, Sarge wakes me up. Okay, your dog wakes you up. How? How does he wake you up? He's making noise. He licks he your face. He ears really hard. Okay. Like a pigeon's name. <laughs> and then, uh, then we Great. feed him. Yep. I turn on the espresso machine. Great. It warms up. Oh, you're doing espresso full first on. thing. Full on. Whoa. I can't do espresso first thing. Mm-hmm. I got to do a drip. I make an Americano. But I still got to do a drip. Speaking of fancy, but not. I took the kids to see Cruella. What was your name? Cruella. This weekend. Is this like puffing out? Speaking of fancy, how about these ruffles, Jack? Um, Yeah, so I took the kids to see Cruella, and let me walk you through why. 
One, it was raining. Two, it was a Saturday. That means me and four kids in a house all day. It's intense. I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, kill some time. So I'm like, oh, let's go see this new Disney movie. Love Disney. Emma Stone, fantastic. Emma Thompson, surprise, I didn't know she was there. She's great in it. I don't want to give it away, but essentially, you're going to think I'm making this up right now, and I'm not. Essentially, the whole movie plot is that Cruella really just wanted to be a fashion designer. I'm not lying about that being the plot of this movie. That's it. Whoever did the costumes in that movie, you deserve an award. I love good costume design. It makes a movie. How, do, how many rocks are there? Two. Two the rocks. The kids went and saw um, King Kong versus Godzilla, which I'm gonna be honest, I'm pretty disappointed that they went without me, whatever. Ford loved that one. He said it was his new favorite movie and the boys were like, what were you watching? There's just some interesting stuff coming out in theaters right now. Don't worry, there's lots more bad things coming. Honestly, for a chance to get out of the house and go somewhere in a socially distance, we're watching this movie together and I, it was a matinee, so it cost like $5. Great, let's go, thank you. Okay, what else am I supposed to talk about? Man, Jack has got his work cut out. Here, let me give you some like, wow! That's all you need, right? <laughs> I know, well, I already know for a fact, my number one most used emoji is something that producer Lauren already told me that the kids think is lame. The kids, which is the laughing, crying one. Yeah. That's all I use. Everything is laughing, crying. So 100% top left corner, laughing, crying. Right below that, double pink hearts. This is, I feel really cool. Raising the roof. Oh, I do okay. I use the laughing crying most, but my favorite emoji is this one. The grimace. I use that all the time. And basically, if you make me laugh at all, you're getting laughing crying. Because I want you to know, man, I really LOL'd. <laughs> and then double pink hearts, because I text a boy a lot, and then I send him those hearts. I'm not going to lie. Raising the roof. I feel like I do that one to my kids a lot. Like, it'll be like, what should we have for dinner? Chicken, I'll be like, yeah, I don't know. Grimace, all the time. Like, ooh, like you messed up, you're running late, you're, I don't know, I use that guy all the time. And then the other one that I use sort of in the same way is the upside down smiley face guy. That's just basically like, literally, I was dog sitting for Dave and um, the dog, I still don't know what Jeffrey got into, but I walked into my bedroom and it was like the longest day. Like I think we had had stuff here all day and then dinner and Sawyer had baseball practice and I was driving all over Helen, Georgia and I'm tired. I'm like, finally I get to go to sleep. Oh, it was Mother's Day weekend too. It was Mother's Day weekend. And I walk into my room and Jeffrey, miniature schnauzer, had not just pooped, diarrhea, the kind that has a splash zone. Good Lord. All over my bedroom. And maybe the most expensive thing in my house is the rug in my bedroom and I love it. Just 
destroyed and I have a white chair in my room, which is a bold choice with four kids. Did he aim so that it also the chair? Yeah, that's the kind of moment where you just start laughing because you're going to start crying. That's when I would use an upside down smiley face emoji of just like, oh, the dog just all over my room. <laughs> and it's like upside down smiley face. That to me, that smiley face is like, um, I'm about to lose my, or my mind's already lost. It's gone. There is something so freaking satisfying about like you're sending a text and you didn't know that emoji exists. And then it like, your phone's like, do you know that there's a, you know, like a dumpling emoji that is going to be perfect for this? You're like, oh, yes, man. This was a good episode. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with me this week. If you like this episode, I hope you will subscribe, ring the bell, give it a thumbs up, whatever things you're supposed to do here on YouTube so that you can get a notification every time we post a new video. And until I see you next week, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis. And this is your faves face. All right, y'all are in for a treat. This one was so much freaking fun. It was so special. I got to sit down with my brother, Brad Paisley, and talk about country music for an hour, which I didn't know that that was my greatest dream, but it was. Today on Your Faves Faves, Brad is sharing his top five favorite women in country music. And if you are not a country music fan, let me explain to you who Brad is. He has sold over 11 million albums and has won three Grammys, 14 ACMs, 14 CMAs, and two American Music Awards. He set a new record in 2009 for the most consecutive singles, 10 of them reaching the top spot on the charts. He also earned country music's crowning achievement, becoming a member of the Grand Ole Opry. So whether you are a country music fan or you just love talking about music as much as I do, you're going to dig this episode of your faves faves. If you love it, let's get the word out, sisters and brothers. Take a screenshot or a picture of yourself, put it on social, tag me, tag Brad, let us know what you thought of our conversation. Also let us know if there's a woman in country music that you feel like he should have put on the list. Thanks as always for subscribing to the podcast. Here is today's episode. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your fave space. Well, what will your category be? Women in country music. So tell me... What's the first woman, the first female country singer you are going to put on your list? Let's start with currently. Let's okay. okay let's start with my longtime partner in crime, Carrie Underwood. Right. Okay. So tell us when did you first meet her, or were you did you like know her through music before you got to meet her in real life? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I like everyone. I saw her win American Idol, and and also very clearly be, you know, 
right after Kelly Clarkson had gone on and become, who knew what she was going to become? She's now even bigger than ever. But with Carrie, here's a pure country, you know, Oklahoma girl that you realized it's like, okay, there are going to be people that come and go from this show, but this person is going to rule mm. wherever she chooses. And she does. But, you know, I did not expect, and none of us could have expected what she would bloom into. I mean, we're talking about like, you know, great singer, charismatic and all that, but who knew that she would become this, gold standard in every way you know and i'm lucky that i got to uh for so many years and for and throughout you know and, and through our friendship and through collaborations i got to stand next to her as we watched her become a force both uh musically and also as a host as a personality and a businesswoman and mm -hmm. you know she reminds me in so many ways of Dolly and the way that Dolly, like who would have thought that Dolly would like, here's this amazing, beautiful woman from East Tennessee that turns into a mogul. Right. <laughs> no. And who, right. you know, and not everybody has that in them. Mm -hmm. And Carrie became this unbelievable, ah, oh man, I, I just like, I watched her when we first started hosting the CMAs, and we were kind of handed scripts first year. It's like, okay, we rewrote a little and because it just didn't feel quite like us, but it was last minute and we didn't have a lot of time to prepare. By the second year, we were really starting to both get involved and like going, no, 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 here's what we should do. And we discovered our personalities together as a hosting duo and mm -hmm. as friends. And, you know, we met shortly after she won American Idol. She, she had her first hit, Jesus Take the Wheel. What a first hit. Right. It wasn't like, right. you know what I'm saying? It's not like, right. it's, it's not like you'll never remember her first song. So no, you'd never forget her first song. Yeah. It was incredible. And it just got better. And so she went out as an opening act on the road with me. It was one of her first tours. Oh, I don't think became, I knew that. Yeah, we became friends right away. You know, she's a really good person. And that's, that's the trick. Everything that she does has that underneath. I'm curious because given your experience in this industry, you have to have seen people come and go, like people who were super talented or people who had that certain something. Or what do you think it is like that makes it so that someone sort of just hits that wave and goes? Like, what is it about the personality or is it work ethic or is it you are just a genuinely nice human and you're willing to work hard and so people want to help kind of... Oh, that, that has nothing to do with it sometimes. <laughs> I think it's different for everybody, but there's some, there's got to be some combination of those things and there's always the X factor too of right. like, there's some luck involved in any music career, but it's a lot more work than luck. And in Carrie's case, you know, we had some candid conversations early on where she always felt a little bit like people said, oh, you won American Idol, so you didn't have to pay your dues, which isn't true. She paid her dues all the way up to that. And then it's kind of, it reminds me of the Dodgers winning the World Series last year. They played a 60-game season versus a 160-game season, you know. People can say, oh, man, they won it on a 60-game season. 
So did everybody. Everybody else lost it on a 60 games. <laughs> yeah, that's real. She won. That's she real. won fair and square with all of her talent. And in that sense, like, I think, you know, we're, we're talking about the idea that destiny had some part in it, but at the same time, that only gets you so far. There's a lot of names none of us remember that won that show. That's real. And she is the face of country music and for so many years and in so many ways. And and in that sense, um, yeah, I, I just think that it's inspiring. It's it reminds me of my new song in the sense that she just does not stay in her lane. It's like mm-hmm. you can say, you know, great singer, very pretty, there's your lane. No. Right. She right. is so smart and funny and talented and able to do and and a businesswoman with a with a athletic apparel line and a selling just everything out that she does. It's great. I love that. All right. We got Carrie Underwood, who is the second person on your list. I think uh let's talk about Marin Morris right now, who okay. is fearless. Honestly, fearless. Yes, agreed. Yeah, I mean, Marin isn't afraid to call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. She isn't afraid to cut great music and go. And I realized that kind of personality that provokes both thought, discussion, and (laughs) dissension and anger, and also agreement, isn't for everybody. But all of us aren't for everybody. Right. Yeah, no, in, in that sense, it's it, there's an honesty to Marin that I appreciate. I, even even if there's any ever ever any time when I disagree with her, the fact that I know that when <laughs> when something happens, the female perspective is going to be addressed by Marin. Yeah. Oh boy. Right. You know, and, 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 and in, within that industry and in that genre of music, it's even more controversial than it would be in another yeah. place to sort of step like, hello, I feel like we're setting up your song very well, but to, to sort of stay in what is expected of you and what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to politely answer or support or not support. So yeah. I get that for sure. That's a huge deal. Yeah. And then musically speaking, Look, uh, Marin's much younger in her career than somebody like Carrie and obviously than somebody like Dolly or anybody who's been around forever. But she is, uh, I just get the sense the sky's, that it's, you know, sky's the limit. You know, this is, it doesn't feel like there's an expiration date on Marin's career. So, cool. I, I mean, it's early to say. Yeah. Hope I'm, hope I'm right about that. I just think yeah. she could be around a long time. So, and I, I respect people who are willing to be brave. I'm curious when you're you're in the studio like you are now, how much of that, how much do you walk in and you have a really good idea of what you're going to do and how much is you sort of tinkering and kind of figuring it out? Well, to me, it comes down to what are you writing? Like there's a song underneath. So musically speaking, that dictates, like in that sense, I don't always know where it's going. But when there's a song, an idea, a hook, and it's like, this is where I want to go, it starts, the map gets clearer. Mm-hmm. But like... There's so many of these things that add color to what I do, like pick the right guitar for the right song for the right thing, and it'll inspire the right notes. And it's painting. And sometimes you don't know for sure what your painting is going to look like when it's done. Do you start with, do you hear a melody or do you start with, is it a line? Is it a, what usually is the the thing that, like you're saying there's a song buried underneath, what hints you into the fact that that might be true? I always start with the lyric. Um, melodically, I find the 
the one that I feel fits the lyric. Like, like I'll give you an example. Like if we're talking about this song, like in my phone, there's this, there's a list of like crazy. These are all, these are all titles right there. Those are all titles. See Just stuff that's like popped into your head over yeah, time. Yeah, like there's one right there. Like if I go down to, where's it at? It's right here. She's a little off-road. And it's like, and I sat down with Lee Miller and Ross Copperman, my new producer and co-writer on this. And, you know, Ross is a guy who melodically will bring something out. And I'm like, you know, I got this idea. It's like, girl doesn't do what she's supposed to do, you know, and no one can stop her type thing. Mm -hmm. One through roadblocks, you. And, uh, you know, and it's like, what melodically says that? Mm. And the melody, like my melody would have been different. I think I even had some, like my original, but my co-writer on this, Ross and Lee also, but Ross especially musically immediately went, with uh she's a little off road gravel dust on her you know and mm -hmm. it was like oh i'm just gonna be singing that all day and yeah. you knew it felt like it felt like the you know the, the it's got a match like you can't have a real sad melody on a happy song and vice versa how does it work when you've done duets? I'm thinking of you talking about, you know, Carrie or Marin, and maybe there's something in the future, but like when you're building that out and you know, you're writing something that has another singer in it, do you know who you want that to be before? Like, as you're writing, are you like, Oh my gosh, like this, this needs her ability to belt or this needs that sort of smoky quality to her voice. Like how much are you building for a specific Tonality. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes uh, you write a duet before you realize who'd be good. And other times you write it going uh, with the song remind me, which Carrie and I did. I wrote that. I called her in the middle of writing it saying, Hey, I think this would be really cool. This is, this is a question and answer. Like you're finishing each other's sentences type song where you've lost the spark and here's what I'm writing. And I kind of mumbled the verse and it's like, I'm like, show me your key on this. Mm. I'm like, what's too high? Cause she's going to sing an octave higher than me. And she's like, Oh, I don't know. I'm like, no, seriously, what's too high. And she's like, well, I don't really know. And I'm like, have you ever had something too high? She's like, no. And there isn't, there isn't a note too high for her. She'll hit it. So if you can hear it or your dog can hear it, she can hit it. So right. You know, but I sang and I was like, you know, it's like we didn't care if people stared, we'd make out all that. And it's like, I want to write this song where it's the physicalities out of a relationship. And we're singing from the perspective of remind me, but not remind me of like of, of anything like the laundry needs done or remind me to do the dishes tonight, like my wife is doing on a daily basis. <laughs> but remind me of what it's like like I sang the chorus and I'm like been so long bet you forget the way I used to kiss your neck and I'm like where would you and she's like remind me and it's like oh yeah yeah that's it and that's the first time you hear her in the songs we wrote that and I ran it by her as I was writing it going does this key work and she's like yeah that's great we did that and then you should it was like a few short days later she's in the studio and the minute she sang that it was like, oh my God, that's gonna go nuts. That's yeah. just fantastic.